This episode is a lighthearted and simple yet essential conversation with Kat Aldana, the founder of Eat, Stretch, Nap. We dive into stepping into power, seeing that your life is enough, business sense, and the simple yet profound practice of pausing and breathing. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. This episode is sponsored by the Soul Body Women's Retreat, which will be held in October 2018 in a private villa in Zion National Park. This retreat is specially designed for a small group of women who would like to go very deep in their healing and their spirituality, as well as in setting forth a life that they would really like to feel authentic in and to be themselves in. If this retreat would interest you or anyone you know, feel free to go to candicewoo.com slash retreats for this and future retreats. And now let's get started with Kat. I'm happy to introduce a friend and colleague of mine, Kat Eldana, and she has created this brilliant company called Eat, Stretch, Nap because she loved to eat. She loves to stretch. She loves to nap. So simple yet profound, which is how I experience a lot of her teachings. I first met Kat in yoga teacher training and quite literally, she's just taken her practice and flown with it. She's a master aerial yoga teacher trainer of the nationwide chain Air Aerial Fitness, and she's a widely sought after corporate wellness consultant and speaker. Her passion for yoga stems from her contagious love for dance, holistic wellness, and personal and professional development. And her fun-loving and energetic personality, her deep empathy and gentle motivation create an extraordinary atmosphere of calm in all of her classes and inspire her students to trust their inner wisdom and strength. And I've personally experienced that every time I go to Kat's class or some talk that she has, she has just a very lighthearted and fun way to connect with people. So now let's jump into our conversation with Kat. I'm here with Kat Aldana, who is the founder of Eat, Stretch, Nap, and I'm really happy to have her on the show because ever since I met her in our advanced yoga program with Jim Kolkowski, I've just been fascinated by her work, uh, loving seeing what she's putting out there, and it's been fun to learn alongside her. Kat, hello. Hi, Candice. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. So I'm all the way in Bali. You're in Chicago. And I'm just watching you from afar build your entire business. And I'm just seeing it grow (laughs) and grow and grow. So can you tell us a little bit about Eat, Stretch, Nap, about you and what you're doing in the world? Uh, Yeah. So... Eat, Stretch, Nap is my retreat and corporate wellness company. Basically through Eat, Stretch, Nap, I just love helping people relax and just have fun and enjoy life. So that's the 
the service I provide through that company. Maybe some of the stuff you've seen online includes like pictures of my latest retreat to Costa Rica. And I love doing rooftop yoga and meditation classes in Chicago. I feel like in Chicago, the only place you can really get away is like on a roof. (laughs) Cause then you have like fresh air and like clear skies and the sun on you. So those are the kind of things I offer through each stretch map, as well as the corporate wellness programming piece, which I mentioned, which basically means just uh, going into office buildings and different companies. I love working with digital marketing agencies and things like that, because I'm really fascinated by that space. And uh, going into companies like that and helping them relax, uh, I feel helps them be more creative as well. So I feel like I'm contributing to the world in that way. And yeah, I started on this path of creating my own company basically when, well, we met, I think we met before we did that teacher training together, maybe just like in classes and yoga with Jim. Right. In my mind, when I was saying it, I was like, wait a minute, didn't I meet her right before that somehow? Casually, maybe. Yeah. So that's when I started. I started by teaching yoga. Like when I graduated college, I had that, like, I don't know, I just call it that freak out that everyone has where you're like, I don't know what to do with my life. Um, I'm not ready for anything. Like (laughs) I was such a like overachiever and uh, was totally prepared to enter the corporate world in PR and advertising and easily could have gotten a job in that world. But I was just not ready and felt like I wanted a break or to do something different. And that's when I pursued teaching yoga because I had already had a dance background and was teaching group fitness and dance classes. And I thought yoga would be complementary to that. And little did I know it was like such a deep, deep philosophy and lifestyle that I had no idea I was getting into. So it kind of was perfect. It really fed that, that lost, confused phase of my life. I'm just so happy I found yoga at that time because it really helped me define who I am and what I want to do. And here I am now with like this company, Stretch Nap, which I feel like really embodies uh, everything I've learned about yoga and that moment of, of time. Yeah. I hear you talking about, um, with each star snap, I heard you say in, in a previous podcast that you chose the name for your company based on what you wanted to be doing the most. And I think that's so great. It just reminds me of the things that you and I learned with Jim together in yoga. Um, and you can tell me what you your thinking was behind it. But what I saw in it was you getting to the essence of what you want to feel and who you want to be and creating a whole business, a whole offering from there and sticking with what's really true to you. What was your intention and thought process behind that? When I started it, I did have that mindset. I was like, okay, I heard that when you start a company or build a business, it becomes your life. And (laughs) I just wanted to like, remember why I started it. And like the whole reason I wanted to, to create my own company was so that I could have more time to eat, stretch and nap. Like that's all I really want to do. And when I think about gym and our teachings and what we've learned and the importance of like 
being in that neutral and relaxed state and how that gives you access to like everything is basically my inspiration. Like that's what I was thinking. I was like, if I could just help people slow down enough that, you know, life stands still for a moment, that's when they realize like you can, at least it's what's happened for me. And what I've noticed happens for my clients and people I meet is where you just finally like hear your own voice and are able to listen to your inner world a little bit more clearly and define what you actually want to do in life. Yeah, that's really powerful because when you say you were an overachiever, you were obviously achieving a lot right now, but I see you doing it with a lot of ease. Yeah, it's so weird. I I just don't understand. I feel like I'm doing less ever in my entire life, but like I'm getting so much done and I don't know how to like prove that to people other than like, I don't know, like follow me around, I guess, put me on a reality TV show and I'll show you like how, how much I'm like, just like hanging out with my cat all day and like actually making money. I don't know. (laughs) So how do you do that? Like, how are you? I know for me that when I slow down and I get really clear with my um, desire and my intention and who I want to be with whatever I'm offering in my business that, and I feel into the purity of that, then everything seems to come. And it's almost like I'm, I'm drawing the energy towards me instead of chasing it and doing less instead of trying to do more. But how do you see that? Is that similar to what you experience or what happens for you? I think one of the main differences in terms of like my mindset or how I approach things or think about things is that I've really come to accept and be grateful for the opportunities that I do have already. And like the situation I'm in, like, I know that I'm really lucky in terms of where I live, uh, my being with my husband, being in this apartment that I'm in, like I coming from that place of like, okay, like I'm so lucky to have all of these resources and people who like support me and care about me. So now I, it's just my responsibility to enjoy it. First of all, be grateful for it and then see what I can do from this like place of love and support. What I'm trying to get at is I think a lot of people, at least I was like this before, like I didn't recognize where I was. And that made me feel like I didn't have enough or like I couldn't, I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do because it wasn't fair or something. Does that make any sense? Oh, it makes complete sense because I experienced that sometimes myself. I need the reminder of, wow, look at, look at what I do have. And the people that care about me and how I get to live, like what I've created already for myself and what people have offered me. It almost feels like when I'm in that space and I really embody it and sink into the enjoying it, it feels like what else is there that I need right now? Like it's already here. And then you just have, I just have freedom to add on to it. But from that place, instead of thinking or feeling that I don't have enough, So that's just such a really good reminder to me what you're saying. I think for a long time, like I've, I've felt this shift recently, especially this year, but for a long time, 
I just felt a lot of like guilt about the privilege I had. And I felt like I had to work so hard, but I was like, I don't have to work that hard because I have a lot of things that are like working out for me already. So I need to like use these opportunities and like lean on people that are already here for me because they're here already. Like I don't have to like struggle just because I think that that's what it takes. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like there's this whole idea about hustle or working really hard and work ethic. And I, I completely see the value of it. It's such a good tool. And I can relate to what you're saying about not having to work so hard because, and the guilt. And in my life, I've watched my family being Chinese American. I've watched my family work so hard for everything. And they did such a good job that it feels like I don't have to work to work hard like that, like struggle hard, but that I can work from a different place and I have that privilege. And I just thank my family like all the time inside of myself and, and outside, but it feels interesting to not work in the same way. And I'm wondering how for you, you came to that or how you worked through the guilt of that privilege or what what comes to you around that? Yeah. I mean, I can definitely relate to you firsthand because I'm Filipino American first generation. So my parents are also that very hardworking type. And um, I would say what has helped me the most in terms of getting through it is definitely working with you. I'm not just saying that, but because it, it was so you, you do help people with like family dynamics, like the family constellation work, like even though maybe we didn't do it, like, I don't know how often you do it with people, but we, we didn't do it that often. But every time I did do it, I was like, this is like so transformative and so healing because I was able to just like see my parents or see my family members, uh, in the same way that I usually do, but in a healing environment, which is like crazy. Like what? We are also like, that's so cool that you could do that. Um, so that has worked. That's so cool. Sure. <laughs> what, what was the difference? Like, what do you, what do you mean by seeing your family, your parents in a healing environment? Like what, what difference did that make for you? The difference it made for me was that I, it just, it all of a sudden showed me like that it could be healed or like I could do something about it. Um, that it was all me. Like I knew that. But doing that practice with you, family constellations work, like made me, made it even more real. It's like, oh yeah, like I can heal this relationship I have with my parents and, um, you know, the guilt or whatever. And they don't even need to be here because that's how much energy of theirs I carry with me. <laughs> it's interesting. It's like, we're the ones carrying it. <laughs> It's true. Yes. So that has really, really helped. And then obviously all the, the learning that I've done about yoga philosophy and just reading about stuff that really helps shift and change your mindset about things. Therapy. I started going to therapy, which has been awesome. Is there any yoga philosophy at this point just in your life right now that you're excited by or having on your mind or heart? 
I don't know if it's necessarily a yoga philosophy, but just this past weekend, very recently, I did an Akashic Records training and that has been just so cool. I feel like I uncovered a whole new world. (laughs) It's all about just like tapping into the present moment. At least that's how I read it. And when you are so tapped in, you're just, everything is available to you. Like you just get, you just see everything so much more clearly. Um, I know people say that all the time, but from doing this training, I was like, Oh damn, this is so cool. I had never knew that this was available to me. Like I did, but I didn't know it was so there's like a certain system you could through the Akashic records that you follow. And it's just so awesome. Really into it right now. I'm so jealous because I wanted to be there with you guys. And I just feel so excited about that practice. And I think how you describe it sounds so simple, yet it does seem like there's a whole world that can open up. Yeah, it actually reminded me a lot of the somatic experiencing work that you've done with me in terms of like, just like feeling into your body. I'm very like kinesthetic. So I feel like that's how I was able to like be very present or like receive information was like through my body. So reading that with a different lens of just like explaining how you feel and what information is like present for you. Like I thought that was really cool. And it reminded me of, of the work we've done together. You mentioned to me that you are in a big transition right now in your business and you are learning to step into your power and show up bigger and you are you are quite big already and i mean it in the like your presence and what you your reach and just in your energy so what what are you doing now right now i'm really starting to like step up into like who cat aldana is uh i I have these, you know, various tools that I've learned over time, like yoga, meditation, Ayurveda, all this stuff. And I've been working on a way to package that and help people where I don't actually have to be like physically present only because I, this is the whole idea of just like being bigger and like showing up more and being able to reach more people. Like I'm just, I just think it's so cool and fascinating, like what you're doing, you know, like living remotely and just being able to help people still. I think that's really awesome. So what I've been creating is like an online coaching program. And I, it's been a lot of like behind the scenes work, like me just like sitting at my kitchen table and putting some things together and I'm planning on launching it on May 15th and it'll just big thing. And it's specifically for entrepreneurs and business owners in helping them be more focused because as someone who is an entrepreneur myself, I like totally get how hard it can be to just stay focused and like be productive. So that's, that's the, uh, what I want to help people with the most. Oh, that's great. What's something that helps you when you're feeling unfocused or needing that kind of direction? Yeah, I, I mean, meditation is, I mean, I feel like it's the answer to everything, but that has helped me so much in terms of really being able to focus on one thing, like something I say all the time is for an example, when you're doing like a breathing meditation, like you're not focusing on your breath because it's important. You're just focusing on it because you need 
something to focus on. Like, it's just, if you could focus on your breath, like something so boring, you could focus on anything. And so you're really straining your mind to do that. And it's so hard because it's so simple and we, our minds are so complex and like are capable of so much more. But again, that's why I think it's so powerful. Cause if you can do something like that for a long period of time, then you can definitely like focus on creating some email campaign and knock it out in like five minutes. Cause it'll be so interesting to you after that. It's like focus boot camp with the most boring yeah. thing or what could seem boring. You find out it's like the least boring thing ever, but that takes some time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I find that when I ask people to breathe or notice their breathing or even just the simplicity of feeling what's in the moment, there's so much there. It's so overwhelming. And that's the, the challenge of being with one breath. What do you find? Uh, when I'm practicing? Yeah, or just when you're working with people as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can just see the distraction. Like, it's so clear because there is a lot there. Like, I think when people close their eyes and, and say that meditation is simple as like, watch your inhalations and your exhalations, like, all of a sudden, everything on their like to do list comes to mind or all of a sudden they're itchy or their foot falls asleep or, you know, everything just starts to show up. And I think of that like as kind of the same way as say, say I'm like working on redoing my website or something. And like all of a sudden my phone starts going off. Like I get text message or Instagram notifications. Like I kind of think of that as the same thing. Like, and that's what I use to help my clients. I'm just like, look, this is your breath is there. It's always there. It's what you're trying to focus on and all those other notifications and like things will pop (laughs) up in your body and whatever. And you just have to learn how to refocus. It's so crazy. Hearing that language is so fun. Like what are the notifications that are coming up? And um, I I just had a conversation with another um, friend of mine who's a coach who talks about like your spiritual cell phone and dialing in. And we use all these analogies that are geared towards tech because we are just so ingrained in the tech world in our daily lives now. And whereas some of the lessons we used to, I don't know, I talk we used to as if I'm like so old or something, but talking about nature as that analogy. And I know we we still try to bring that back or we like, I hear people still using that and it's great, but I'm just kind of laughing at the tech analogies. That's great. The notifications. I know, but it's so true. Like, but people get that. And I feel like we're sometimes so far removed from nature. You don't even see it. I love using the analogy of like, uh, when you're trying to explain that, like everything's okay in the end, like that's always like a belief that I have and carry with me that like, you're going to be okay. Like everything always ends up okay. And use nature as that example. Like it's just, trees die, there's storms, hurricanes, you know, all this stuff. Like we're constantly destroying it or it seems that way, but at some level it's all just like, okay. Like it keeps like transforming and changing and that's how we are too. Yeah. That's a great one to remember. So as you're making all these transitions and, and building your package, you're offering online, stepping into your power and and showing up bigger 
What What are the challenges that you're experiencing? Um, it's definitely a lot of like internal, like negative self talk, just like, Oh my God, like no one wants to hear from you. Like, stop it. Like you've said this like three times, no one cares. Like it's like a lot of that. It's so hard. That's probably the biggest one. And then other ways it shows up that I've been actually playing with more. So, you know, what really inspired me is this show called Queer Eye. Have you watched it? No, not yet. I'm really, I don't watch very much stuff, but tell me about it. It's on Netflix and I love it. And it's just all about, it's five gay guys. They're called the Fab Five. And they go into um, someone's home. This person gets nominated because their friends think that they dress bad and they have bad bad taste or like (laughs) they just need help in terms of like their appearance and like life. And, and then these five guys come in there and they just like completely transform them from like the outside in, which is so different than the work you and I do. So they like give them a makeover, they change their clothes, they redo their house, like just all this stuff. And then you see them actually feel and look different. And I was like, yes, like the external stuff works too. And I forget that sometimes. So part of my way of like showing up bigger is also just like dressing in the way that I want to appear or the way that I feel like, just like last night I wore heels and I haven't worn heels in like forever, but I was like, yep, here am I, I'm so tall already. And now I'm even taller. Like look at me. (laughs) So little stuff like that has definitely helped in terms of like trying to show up bigger. That can really make a difference, right? It It just does. Yeah. Setting yourself up into how you want to feel and looking the way you want to look in terms of like how you dress yourself. It's just, it can make all the difference. Yeah. And I never think about that stuff. Uh, at least until lately, because I'm just so focused inwards all the time, like always trying to like change things from like the bottom of the ocean, you know, and sometimes it's nice to just like surf. Yeah. I mean, it's all there for us to use. And it seems also about congruency, like reflecting something that's on the inside, but tapping into it from the outside so you can feel that connection. Yeah, right. It feels more cohesive, right? Integrated, like you said. So true. So you have a lot of internal negative self-talk and and you said the one that seems to be the biggest is like nobody will care. Is that right? Or like who's going to listen? Yeah, like no, nobody cares or like they're annoyed. Like everyone hates you. <laughs> like yeah. stop it. No matter, it's almost like no matter what person I talk to, whatever they're trying to do, and express, especially if they're an entrepreneur or an artist or someone who's sharing something out there, creating, they have that same thing, that same thought. And I have that thought when I'm putting something out there or at different times. And one day I feel great and I'm, I'm just whole and very connected. And then that, those thoughts will come up. It's amazing, right? I know. Yeah, it's so... It's crazy how universal it is, but I don't know. How do we fix it? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, it's, you're right in that some days it's better than others. It just like is kind of amazing to me that so many people feel this way. And how are we still all feeling this way? I don't know. 
Yeah, I have that same thought. And most of the time we keep it in. Like there's enough shame in the world that nobody wants to really talk about it, especially when it's happening that we, we, we're okay talking about it when it's over. Oh yeah, absolutely. Talk all day about it. But while it's happening, it's like, nobody talk to me. Don't look at me. I don't know. It's, it's so painful. We can go through that completely alone and not wanting to feel exposed. So yeah, what do you do with it? What do you personally do with it, Kat? It's like an ongoing process, dialogue, conversation. The book, The Untethered Soul, really helped me recognize the voice in my head, you know, and really see that as not me. And I just do my best to remember that that's not really me and like continue to say or express what I really want to express. It's easier said than done for sure. There are times where I just like can't help it. And I, I just, don't say what I actually want to say. And then I just feel bad about it. And then it's like this spiral. But I would say most of the time I am able to conquer it by just trying to keep that perspective of like seeing myself think about or say these things about myself that I know aren't true. I just try to do my best to be as like observant as possible. It's not easy. Not easy. (laughs) (laughs) Something that I'm thinking about now, one constellations facilitator that I work with is that the words that we're saying now are often the words someone that came in the lineage before us, but perhaps unconsciously, because when a story is not told by the person who owns the story, whose story it was, if it was too hard to tell that story or you just had to survive and move on or go forward or cope in some way or even move fast because it actually was dangerous or life-threatening, then that story isn't told and it gets passed down. And I've experienced for me, especially with the words, I'm not enough and I'm going to lose everything that I've gained, these fears that just don't seem like they apply to my life. They did have a place, a context in someone before me, my great grandma, actually. And so I just find it fascinating, all this talk about whose story is it or what part of you is speaking and what word, what story are you telling yourself? That story is the clue usually on one level of healing work to somebody that didn't get to tell it. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I've never, I've never heard that. That's really cool. I've heard about it in terms of like past lives, which is another perspective, I guess. But to me, it's kind of the same idea of something at a soul level, not being able to be expressed. And so it kind of just like stays with you until it's done. Yes. It's like everything just wants completion. Another one I have is I am alone. I don't know if you have that one too, where I just always feel like I have to do things by myself. And I wonder if that's like, if we're talking like lineages, like where that came from in my family or anything like that. I don't don't know, but it is something that I struggle with too, in terms of being an entrepreneur or anything like that. I, I do feel it's really lonely. Like I get that stereotype about it. And I've been 
just like I feel like I debunked the like work hard aspect of my life and like that I don't think that's real and I don't have to do that. I also want to like get rid of this thought that I'm like alone in this like pursuit of wanting to fulfill my dream. I've often had that. I feel it less now. At least for me, I connected that also with past life. Like there's this feeling of something of exile, of like having been a healer or shaman or witch of some sort where I had a gift and it wasn't accepted so harshly that I was even wounded for it, like violence. You know, I don't know if these things are true, but they just feel like they live somewhere in me. And the the idea that coming out of being isolated and exiled is a totally different experience. And to to find that now I don't have to be alone is one of the hardest things, was one of the hardest things. And I can definitely relate to those thoughts, especially being a business owner or entrepreneur or s- wanting to create something that's totally unique to you. Yeah, actually, I'm really happy you you brought that up because it just reminds me of like another another fear I had, which was like feeling misunderstood or strange or crazy. And that was like the fear I had actually doing this like Akashic Records training I did this weekend. I was like, I don't know why I feel called to do this. And I'm like terrified. And what are people going to think of me? But like after having done it, it was like, that was just like a stupid fear. Like that is not relevant to me at all anymore. I'm so glad I like quickly got over it. But the reason I'm happy that you also brought that up about just saying how you felt like you were you just better or healed by this idea of like this past life that you may have had and whether it's true or not, it like helps you feel better. Recently, I had a situation where this was just like a couple of weeks ago where I was just like sitting in my room and reading and I couldn't go to sleep and I tried and I was like, well, maybe I'll just like try meditating. And I didn't really have, normally I have like a meditation that I like focus on or like try to do. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here with my eyes closed, just see what happens. And out of nowhere, I just like get this thought, this idea where it's like, cat, you are an orphan in a past life. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Like, I've never had any sort of information like that come my way. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of weird. And like, and then I just kind of like went to sleep. But the next morning, I like really did feel better like receiving that information. Like I didn't ask for it or talk to anyone. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. That's so powerful. And yeah, we can just dismiss it as that's really weird. And I think that that happens (laughs) on so many levels. Like we get information all the time where we're like, that's weird. Or I don't know what that was. But if we actually give it some respect, and it sounds like you just felt better the next day, which is really cool. It was just working, working inside of you. That's so interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks. Uh, I've definitely have not shared that with anyone. So here we go. (laughs) Stepping up big in the world. Here I am. (laughs) With all of you, right? You don't have to hide any parts. No, no, you're right. Well, that does sound like it has some connection to the feeling of alone. But I, but also, you know, that's for you to explore and decide yourself. Totally. (laughs) 
Well, I want to shake things up a little, Kat, and do our lightning round. Okay, that sounds fun. I'm going to just ask a couple of questions, a quicker pace, and just sort of short response, and just say whatever comes to your mind or your heart. Okay. What makes you feel alive lately? Dancing. Lately and always dancing. I know you got into ballet, so that makes me happy too. Yes. I didn't know you did ballet when you were younger until I listened to your other podcast. Yeah. When I was like in eighth grade, that was like my first like intro to dancing. And yeah, I love it. That definitely makes me feel the most alive. And do you do ballet now or is it more just like freestyle? Yeah, more like freestyle. I don't do ballet. I would love to do like a lyrical or like contemporary modern type dance. I love like throwing my body around and just like doing very dramatic, slow movements. I think that's super fun. And you don't really have a lot of opportunity to do that anywhere. Yes. I have some possibly good music for you if you want music to go with that. (laughs) It's Maxim, M-A-K-S-I-M. Okay. I was like, um, that's like a porno magazine, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But he, um, he, he mixes electronic music with piano, like classical, and he's really good. And it's, it's dramatic and it's intense. And I just see those motions going with that so well. Cool. Yeah. Like a good head roll and yeah. drag like onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> into yes. it. Get into it. <laughs> okay. What was your first job? <laughs> I was a teller at a bank. I was 16 years old. Why they hired me? Who knows? I guess I was really smart. Oh, that's great. That's so random. Oh my goodness. And that's in Chicago, right? That was because you grew up in there. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. So I grew up in Bartlett, Illinois. And yeah, so that's where I went to high school. And that was where my first job was. Every All my friends were like working at the pool or the mall or a pizza place. And I was like working at a bank. And I was so jealous because everyone was having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about sleep. So I know you love to sleep. I do too. And if for some reason you decided to sleep for a long, 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 long time, like you were cryogenically frozen long time, what's the first thing you would do when you woke up? Wow. I would, I don't know, go outside, try to get into like the ocean or like fresh air. I I wish like if I could have that perfect moment, I would want it to be like a nice crisp 60 degrees and like go for a walk. That sounds lovely. Yeah, probably around like 10 a.m. Let's hope I would wake up 10 a.m. Okay. (laughs) We can set the timer, you know. Yeah. And (laughs) unthaw you. I mean, thaw you, not unthaw. (laughs) Unfreeze. Okay. On the opposite end, if you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with the extra time? I'd probably learn, learn a language, like take like some sort of language classes, any of them. Like I'd love to learn sign language. I took two classes in college, but I I would do it for more. I would learn Spanish. I think I would just fill my time with like learning some, some new languages. That sounds so cool. Yeah. I would love to do that too. Okay, last question. Let's see which one shall I ask? Hmm. What's the most controversial opinion you have? 
a lot of people, because I'm like in the like fitness and like wellness world too, a lot of people like don't believe me when I say this, but I think it's true where like you just like don't have to work out every day. I think a lot of people think they need to do that. And I'm just like, nope, nope, you definitely do not. (laughs) Oh, I'm so with you. But what do you say when people are like, no, you do? I try to, it depends on how much time I have, I guess, but I, I explain to them how like living in Chicago, at least like we experience for different seasons. And during those seasons, you have different levels of energy and it's like way better and makes so much more sense to like move and act and exercise in accordance to the seasons or like what is going on in nature. And sometimes it's okay if like you have less energy or are more tired or don't want to go out in the winter, like it just makes sense for your body. So like stuff like that, or like in the summer, like totally like run every day if you want to, like, that's just like, it's Fata and like, that's cool. Like that's probably what you'll want to do. And to just like actually listen to their bodies instead of following some sort of like schedule that they have. Yes. Such a good reminder of, of how the seasons and how the climate and the world around us, we are of that and it's important to sync up. Yeah, exactly. That that would probably be the short version of like, no, you got to sync up with nature and like move according to that, not like what you put into your planner or calendar that day. It's totally relevant to like what's happening in the world versus like what you think should happen. I just had a tech analogy. Full circle here. I love it. It's like your your computer is the the motherboard for your iTunes, your playlist. I mean, okay, people have Spotify now, so that's different. But you know, in the days where like iTunes was your motherboard for all of your music, and then you would sync your phone to it, or you'd sync your MP3 player to it. So like sync up to the larger. The larger like world that you're in. Yeah, love that. Too bad no one's going to get that soon. That analogy is just like not going to mean anything real yeah, soon. Yeah, they're like, no, that has that has no basis. I just use Spot- Spotify is everywhere. <laughs> oh, Kat, this is so fun. Thank you so much for playing with this part of it and for sharing everything you have. Is there anything else you want to share today? Anything you'd like to offer our audience? I know we didn't talk about that in the beginning. Oh, Yeah. It should be launching soon. Depends on, I guess, when this airs, but cataldana.com will be launching soon. And on there is a a masterclass that I made that is specifically for business owners and entrepreneurs to help them be more focused. I mean, you could watch it if you're not one either, but that's who I made it for specifically. So love for everyone to check that out. I think it'll be really, really helpful. And then the other thing I would love to offer your, your listeners, your tribe, your community is uh, $200 off my retreat coming up. So I have a, an each stretch nap retreat coming up in January, January 12th through 19, 2019 in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And it's like my second time going there. It's so beautiful. It's just the most 
it's the most like Zen chic place ever, which is how I like to do things. <laughs> and I think people will really enjoy it. So yeah, if you're anyone from the embody uh, podcast community wants to come, they can just send me an email and I'll know that they heard about it through you and we could go that way. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And where can people find you? So cattledonna.com will be out. And then eatstretchnap.com is where you'll find all the information about retreats and events. Beautiful. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to share today before we close? Uh, no, just thank you so much. And I am really honored to be here. And I think that I hope we helped some people today. Like if anyone has any comments or anything, like, please just like, let me know, let you know, like, I'm just so honored to be a part of this with you. Oh, thank you. Yes. And for anyone listening, Kat is one of the most approachable, loving human beings ever. So as she says, like, if there's any comments or questions or anything, I just know she will be there and answer every single one, just like I do. And so you can reach out to either one of us. Um, thanks, Kat. Thank you, Candace. And now we're at the end of the podcast. I want to thank you all for listening and thank you, Kat, for joining us today. Every time I listen to Kat, I feel that I'm just reminded of the simple things that I can do to support myself or to step forward. You can find all of the links to Kat's information as well as the gifts that she has to offer you today in the show notes linked to this podcast. And before you leave, I'd like to invite you to listen to more interviews, meditations, and explorations at CandiceWu.com slash podcast. You can also feel free to subscribe to my weekly newsletter and become a member of the Embody community at CandiceWu.com slash Embody, where you can get lots of free resources on healing, embodiment, meditations, as well as information about my retreats, workshops, private sessions, and other offerings. See you next time on the Embody Podcast. <laughs>